Morning Crypto. Good morning, Warriors. Hello and welcome back to another episode of your favorite crypto news channel, Good Morning Crypto, where we bring you the most relevant and impactful crypto-related topics from the top crypto research team in the world. I'm your host, Abs, joined by several members of our 3T family this morning. We have Mr. Johnny Crypto, Mario, the Node Defender, Selman, also known as G Investing, and Billy, the Chart Analysis Expert, all joining us for this amazing episode. So very excited for today. Today on Good Morning Crypto, we will be discussing how Bank of America Consumer Survey indicates retail is bullish, finding over 90% of respondents intend to accumulate crypto in the coming months. JP Morgan and Goldman Sachs prepare for rate hikes, expecting an increase of 75 basis points this week. Is this a sign that the worst is yet to come? Ripple fights back against the SEC, claiming the regulatory agency is bankrupting crypto innovation, while Coinbase announced that they will be forced to lay off almost 20% of its workforce due to these unprecedented market conditions. PwC crypto hedge fund report shows institutions are bullish on Bitcoin, indicating over 75% of hedge fund managers anticipate Bitcoin reaching $50,000 by the end of 2022, showing our listeners why this may be the opportunity of a lifetime. Our show is available on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Music. And for those of you listening via podcast, our show is live on YouTube Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern at the 3T Warrior Academy channel. So we usually start off with Johnny Crypto, but I'm seeing that the Node Defender is at the top of my screen. So Mario, I think it's only fitting we start there. How are you feeling on this Tuesday and what's on your mind today, man? Feeling amazing, man. Thanks for asking. Yeah, I'm at the top of the screen today for a change. Johnny Crypto is all the way there at the bottom, but uh, feeling good at it was good to see the markets last night kind of held at $20,000 price, uh, high $20,000 price. Uh, let's see what happens. I think, honestly, it might be already priced in with some of the stuff that we're going to be talking about. But yeah, um, I wasn't considering buying yesterday, but it looks like if we hold this level and we consolidate for a few days, I will start to look at some of the some of the different alts that I have on my list and start dollar cost averaging in. Yeah, sorry about that. I got distracted by Johnny Crypto in the DMs, but we'll kick it to Selman G. Selman, what's on your mind this Tuesday? We're really excited to have you. We had a ton of people recommend your technical analysis, so we're definitely going to get some of that today. What's on your mind, and how are you feeling about this bearish price action? Hey, everybody. What's up? How are you guys doing? Um, I'm actually super bullish, super bullish. Now it looks like we're going to go even lower, maybe long-term in this, in the, like this year, but like great technical levels. And not just that, everything's on a discount, right? If you really believe in the fundamentals and, you know, apps is going to bring up some crazy content today. And that makes me super bullish. Like, I don't care. I, I don't believe it's going to go crazy up this year. But what I know is these are perfect times to build wealth. It's boring. It's a boring process. But now you can get in, uh, buy a portion, dollar cost average and lean back. And that's why we're here today to discuss that. Thank you so much. Yes, I'm really excited for today. And as we look at this market right now, billionaires are built in a bear market and growth always comes through pain. Johnny Crypto, what's on your mind? We know you're traveling the world. So how are your world travels and uh, how are you feeling about the market today? Well, first of all, good morning, everybody. How are you today? To my brothers over there, uh, good to see you guys. I have no idea what's going on in the comments today. People are saying I'm losing weight. People say I'm going to hang out with Pluto at Disney. I, I, how does anybody even know I'm at Disney? I'm not, who said I was at Disney? I don't get it. But anyway... Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's going good. You know, the market's kind of, well, we'll get into the discussion there in a minute. So just a good to see you all, brothers. And good morning to all the Warrior Maniacs out there. 
Awesome, Johnny Crypto. Really excited to have you. We're going to talk about how hedge funds are starting to accumulate within this market today. We're reaching record lows on the monthly RSI, and I know Selman G is going to address that. But we'll hop into this thing the same way we always do by showing you guys our Good Morning Twitter account. At 3TGM Crypto on Twitter, we go live on Monday, we go live on Thursday, and we love talking to you guys. So go smash that follow button, tweet at us, we'll always get back to you. Johnny Crypto, the Bitcoin fear and greed index is, of course, an extreme fear. But what's interesting and worth noting this morning is we're sitting at an eight. We have not seen single digits this year. So what catches your attention and how are you feeling about this? Well, you just stole my, you just stole the wind out of my sails. That was what I was going to say is I got to be honest with you. So I've been in crypto now for uh, two years. No, year and a half. 2020 or late 2020. And I've never seen an eight yet. This is the first time I've seen an eight. The interesting thing is eight is my life path number. So maybe that's a symbol right here. So I'm half the dollar cost average into uh, into it today. But yeah, man, this is the lowest I've ever, ever seen it. And uh, well, I mean, it looks like we're going to kind of hang around here a little bit longer. But the nice thing is it looks like we may be, maybe starting to maybe put a little capitulation. I don't know yet. It could be early to tell. Some is the technical expert there. But yeah, I, I've never seen a single digit. So I'm not surprised after the you know that monster red candle that we got yesterday in Bitcoin. I would expect I would have expected to see lower than we had yesterday. And obviously, I think this is all in anticipation of tomorrow's news. So we'll see what the Fed does uh, tomorrow. And we're looking forward to having a discussion whether this basis, the 75 basis points that are expected to be added to the interest rates are already priced into the market. It could be a situation where it's buy the rumor, sell the news, or the actually the opposite of that. But we're going to hop into the total coin market cap for today. We are slightly better than where we were yesterday, people. So I guess this is some positive news. We are sitting at $950 billion in total market cap. Bitcoin is 45% dominance. Ethereum is all the way down to 15%. We got Bitcoin sitting at 22,500. We mentioned yesterday that we would be coming down to test that 200 weekly moving average, which was 22,300. Tested that as support, even dipped below it for a short period of time, but it's great to see us back above that here. Ethereum, 1,200. Cardano is 50 cents. XRP is 31 cents this morning. Avalanche, $16. Kronos is 11 cents. Stellar is 11 cents. And of course, Adara Hashgraph is six cents this morning. Tons of buying opportunities all throughout the market. And with maximum fear, there's something very important to note. Anything that's extreme is not sustainable. So Selma G, I feel like that's the perfect time to kick it to you. Yep. Any, hey, my man said it. Anything that is extreme is definitely not sustainable, guys. And it's the best time to buy when there's blood in the streets, right? That's what the big elites are doing, the smart people, the very wealthy people are doing. So what does that mean? We talked about extreme fear when Bitcoin was at 27K. Yeah. So obviously, back then it was a buying opportunity. Now you're down maybe 30%, right? So what does that mean now? Well, guys, you want a dollar cost average in at smart strategic levels. You don't want a dollar cost average when the fear and greed is at 50 or 60, right? You want to do when there's... Like when people really don't want to pay attention anymore, it could go lower hundred percent, but this is, I put like my limit order. I told you guys put it at 22, 23 K now we're a little below that, but Hey, this is like, these are strategic levels to dollar cost average in. I'm going to give you guys some other levels that we talked about on Twitter spaces um, at, you know, 16,000, for example, put limit orders there and lean back and enjoy the show. I don't think we're going to see them right now. We're going to see that bounce coming very soon. That relief is coming. 
But in the long run, this year, I personally believe we're going to see lower lows because the market is definitely not in a good shape. We have inflation and it looks like it's uncontrollable. And um, a recession is right around the corner. We are already in a recession, apps, and I believe it's going to go lower. But I would love to show um, our audience like the chart real quick and, and explain like what I believe is you know possible. So you guys can see on the weekly, we lost a 200 EMA, right? On the um, RSI, you guys can see that we're very oversold. The last time we've seen that was back in 2015. So it's like crazy, crazy um, like uh, situations in the market right now. Momentum has bottomed, but it's still not a green light for us to you know go all in. If you go to the monthly timeframe, you guys can see that we actually have 100 EMA sitting on 16,000. We've never seen 100 EMA before. This is new. But in the past, if you zoom out, you'll see that the 50 EMA worked perfectly as support. But if we're going to do the same kind of scenario as 2019, right, that would mean that we are sitting on support, right? I mean, we are pretty much, we bottomed. That would be the very bottom and a new start of a new bull run. I don't think so. I don't, I think this time it's different because they printed so much money in the last two years, more than, as far as I know, 50% they or 80%, sorry, $8 were of $10 have been printed in just the last two years. That's why I believe rate with rate hikes that we're going to talk about today, probably it's going to go even worse, be worse. 16,000 is the level that I'm looking for. Not now, but in this, in this, um, in this bear market, we are in the next couple of months, maybe, but we're actually on the monthly guys, all time low for the RSI. We've never seen an alt like RSI on a monthly time frame ever that low. So that actually indicates that we're very, very close to the bottom. So finally, the market is really like cooled down. Selman, and if I could just make one really sorry to cut you off, just one quick comment. As we look at the market right now, everyone's sitting on the sidelines, seeming to be waiting for us to go below 20,000. We got Ray Dalio and Robert Kinasaki both coming out last week saying that they're going to start dollar cost averaging in once Bitcoin gets to 17,000. So, do you think that's a misdirection or do you think we're actually going to test those levels? Um, very good question. Now, I personally believe extreme fear at eight for. Like we've seen eight um, last year too, or like early this year, we've seen it too, uh, these low numbers and it's never sustainable. And I think for a very long time, for more than like around six weeks, we've seen extreme fear levels. At some point it will, it has to go back up. That This is how uh, cycles work. So I believe 7K, et cetera, these levels are, in my opinion, not, you know, not going to happen immediately. I believe we're going to see that relief bounce coming. And then when they see inflation is still going higher and higher, probably with the whole global markets, we might see that level coming. Now, 7K is like a big, big, crazy number, of course. I personally believe the very bottom for Bitcoin might be uh, $12,000, to $12,000. But again, I personally believe we, we are very close to the bottom. We, we are going to see that relief bounce. The relief bounce might kick us up to 30, 35 again, but that's it. And then we could really go and test these levels. Now, if you check out the tether dominance, we reached a another Fibonacci extension level last night, and it you know we got these extension levels up here. And um, the tether dominance needs to stop at some point. We need to top out and see um, a pullback 
so that money can flow back into assets again. So that's like something I'm focusing on right now. And if you guys check out, um, let's do S&P, for example, on the weekly, we are approaching the um, 200 EMA. And that might be the bottom before we see another relief bounce. And, you know, that's going to be great for Bitcoin as well. However, on the monthly, if you zoom out in a cold recession like here, we actually went below the 200 EMA, which is at 2,365, right? And currently we're at 3,737. So I don't know if we're going to see that level, but if it's going to be a very cold recession, like JV says, like everybody basically, Robert Kiyosaki, then yeah, if that happens, probably Bitcoin could really go to 7K. There is a chance for that. But guys, if you see that, don't trip, buy the fucking dip because zoom out and you'll see it was always the best time to buy. The best time to buy. These. So Selman, as we look at the markets right now, typically we're due for a recession every four years, right? But we're sitting in an environment where it's been almost 12 years since we've had any serious regression. And March of 2020, we got so much liquidity pumped into the market right after that that we didn't actually get an organic market. It turned into a zombie economy. It was just growing because of new liquidity. I'm really interested to hear your thoughts on this. You're showing that the monthly RSI is lower than it's ever been since 2013, yet you're calling for lower prices. Can you explain yourself there and explain to us why the RSI might, may dip even lower because we've never been at these levels in the first place? Yep, that's a very good question, Abs. Um, we need to understand when Bitcoin came out. Like Bitcoin is a very new asset class, right? We were talking about... 10, 12 years, right? 12 years. So um, the, it started right after the 2008 crash. And what did the Fed do? They printed money back then. Started to with quantitative easing. And ever since, we're printing money into the markets nonstop. And that is also one of the reasons why, you know, so many uh, stocks have exploded. And now it's different. We have inflation rate, 40-year record high, right? And, um, and on the other hand, uh, like they're like, uh, inflation is high. Yes. They are, uh, the rate hikes will be, uh, essential because we have low rates for a very long time. Now they're really doing these coin burn effects, right? So we're talking, you know, the, the one you brought up, for example, perfect, perfect example. Of course, strategically, it makes sense to buy a portion here or do a good investment, but still keeping in mind that we haven't seen a recession for the last 10 years. And Bitcoin is very new and it's, and it's experiencing its first recession, global recession. So we don't know how it's going to react very much. I, I do believe it's going to react as exactly the same way as uh, the stock market will do, because we have so many institutions now, venture capitals, all of them. And they pretty much you see like the, the, the close, um, the connections to the stock market. When the S&P goes up, Bitcoin does as well. So you see. The, the same institutions that are actually trading in the stock market, they're here as well. And it's the same moves they do. So if the stock market crashes, Bitcoin most likely is going to crash as well. That's why we're going to see lower levels probably because of the high inflation rate. And I don't think it's it's uh, controllable at this point. It's not transit transitory. So it's going to take time. And that's why I believe we're going to see lower lows and people are going to be scared. They're going to be scared. They're going to run away. But this is the best time to buy. I believe this is the dip, not 2019, but this will be the dip where people should really buy in. No financial advice, of course, but do the research, guys. You, a lot of people will become wealthy. 
not many, yes. only a few. But like summon. the really ones that can buy the blood in the They summon on that drop back in 2020. How far did we drop below that yellow trend line right there? Um, you mean 2020 here in March crash, right? Yeah, the one we have to. No, so from the 50 EMA, it would be a drop of 32 percent below the, the EMA. If you want to do the same EMA, EMA, yeah. If you put that there, where does that put us? Right here, that would be seventeen thousand eight hundred. Perfect. That's what I've been and here. The blue line would be basically another uh, thirty-seven point four percent from fifty uh, from the fifty EMA. So from the current trade, the from the current price, it would be a drop of twenty twenty-eight percent. Johnny Crypto, I'd love to get some of your comments here. We're clearly approaching a macroeconomic condition where we're going to downtrend. It seems like the S&P, even if we're due for a short-term relief bounce, we're going to continue within our bear market. So I'm really wondering, is this an opportunity time to begin your dollar cost averaging process? And if so, we saw guys like Mike Novengratz and your friend Scaramucci yesterday talk right. about how they they purchased Bitcoin and Ethereum in large quantities on this dip, nine-figure buys on Bitcoin and Ethereum. What is Johnny Crypto doing? Yeah, well, hey, Johnny Crypto's buying, so I bought yesterday too. I uh, I bought yesterday. I bought uh, Bitcoin, Ethereum, Gala, Mana, and Sand. When you look at Gala, Mana, and Sand, those three held up pretty good compared to the overall. I, I you guys know me. I'm a gaming guy. Not that I'm a gamer, but I believe in gamers and gaming because I got two of them at home, and I know <laughs> I know about gaming. Play to earn gaming is going to be big. So I'm going more heavy into the gaming side and metaverse side. So yeah, Galamana and Sand are my favorites. I grabbed some of those, but I had to buy some Bitcoin. I don't have a lot of Bitcoin, but I'm averaging in now. And and so that was a, a decent buy around 21 or 22-ish, somewhere like that. And uh, But yeah, I kind of have seen some of the stuff I've been reading was that we would potentially get to a 17,000, 17,500. And it's so funny that Selman actually shows the prior dip where we had that tail below it, if you put that on the line there, it brings us to 17.5. So that's pretty, pretty interesting. And we know that there's a still a lot more bad news coming in the market. Uh, we haven't really felt the true pain yet of quantum um, tightening as well as the full housing market crash. I mean, interest rates are at four or five and the Fed hasn't stopped yet. So to me, I think the pain ends when the Fed stops raising rates or when the end is kind of in near, when the, the end is in kind of near in sight. And I'm not so sure it is. In fact, they're talking tomorrow instead of 0.75, we may see 1%. So, um, yeah, there could be some more pain coming. And, and it doesn't surprise me. Someone could be right. We, I think we could see lower. Do we get to 10? I don't know. I mean, I think Tether, if Tether implodes, yeah, we probably get to, we probably get to 10. But let's play that doesn't happen. 110%. And the tweet that we're showing right now is over $10 trillion has been wiped out of the U.S. stock market in just 2022. And it seems like we're just getting started. We're talking about the increase in interest rates. But Mario, I'd love to kick it to you here. We're clearly in a bear market and we're not in an environment where the Fed is going to start printing new liquidity to pump up these markets. So how are you preparing for this downtrend? We got 226 live listeners out there. Show us some love and smash that like button. Go follow all of our special guests, Johnny Crypto, the Node Defender, and Selman G. And if you're looking to learn more about cryptocurrency, the best place to do so is with our team at the 3T Warrior Academy. We attack this market from a mindset standpoint, understanding the currencies that we hold so we don't get swayed by certain narratives. But on that note, I'd love to kick it to the Node Defender here before we hop into our stories. Mario, how are you approaching the market today? 
I'm feeling very cautious uh, just because of all the things that we've been talking about, all the catalysts that could still happen throughout the year that could still push the, the, the markets down. One of the biggest correlation that we see with, with the crypto market is the connection with, with the stock market. And a lot of people, I'm no expert, so but I, I do rely on a few people that to get this information. They're calling for the stock market to still have a long way a long way to go before it's done, before it finds the bottom. So if there's that huge connection between crypto and the stock market, then that means crypto still has a, a ways to go. So that's the one thing that I'm that I'm being cautious about as to why I don't think or why I wouldn't expect to this twenty thousand or twenty one thousand dollar price to hold up as as the bottom. Um, I'm just mentally preparing that we could see lower levels. As far as the inflation, I don't think inflation is an excuse for us to be seeing the prices go down because these assets are supposed to be hedges against inflation. So these assets should be doing well when inflation is going high. That's just my thought process. I really think it's just retail has left the game. Uh, when We know that retail tends to drive the market up and they're used as exit liquidity, unfortunately. That's just how it is. And um, I don't know. I, it's an opportunity. I mean, could it go lower? Absolutely. Dollar cost average in. And at the end of the day, I do agree that Bitcoin price will continue to go up in the long term. So you you could buy in a 20,000, you could buy in a 15,000, and then it goes to 100,000 eventually and you could cash out. You're still profiting regardless. So trying to time the bottom is just as hard as trying to time the top. You're, it's just it's not it's not going to happen. Exactly, Mario. And we're going to hop into our first story for today. I actually, you know what? I'm going to switch up our first story. We're going to bring you guys some positive news to begin with because there's so much negative news in the market today. I want to bring some perspective. Bank of America survey shows consumers aren't done with crypto yet. We are yet to see the largest run in this bull run. Sorry. After this bear market, everybody's waiting on the sidelines. And we're going to cover that today, whether it's institutions or retail. This survey is only the beginning. So the bank conducted a survey of 1,000 existing and potential users of cryptocurrency and digital asset exchanges. It found that 91% of respondents intended to buy crypto in the next six months, and 30% said they don't plan on selling any of their crypto within that time. Another really interesting statistic that came out from this survey is that PayPal and Coinbase were the leading exchanges for volume, and 77% of the people surveyed said they were short-term investors. I think we should start with Selman G here. So we're seeing the weekly RSI and the monthly RSI reach all-time lows. We haven't been this low since 2013, yet institutions are lining up on the sidelines, claiming that they want to get in after regulation. Are you betting on that this right here is the bottom of the market before we get regulation, or do you think we'll continue to dip? Um, short term, we this might be the bottom, but like, of course, it, the dip keeps dipping. It's, it's always the case, but it's actually a very interesting point. Now, you have a lot of institutions that want to jump in right after regulation because we know the regulation is coming and it's going to be crazy. So many NFTs, so many cryptocurrencies will be wiped out. However, I believe I don't want to like trust these news that much. Why? Because these institutions, sometimes we've, we've seen it with JP Morgan, right? They always claim that they don't like crypto and like, but behind the scenes, they were building the infrastructure. So maybe they're already investing. We don't know. But apps, it's very interesting. Two days ago or three days ago, I checked out the number of wallets holding more than 1,000, uh, 10,000 uh, NFTs, 10,000 Bitcoins. And it's funny. It's going up like crazy. And I was like, I, I wish I brought it up today. But like you can see how the number is going up. And I'm like, wow, uh, 
the big guys are they they have started to go heavy into crypto again and to bitcoin again so with that maybe the bottom is in who knows institutions are coming we got a comment here that says xrp will be 400 dollars by 2024 if that's true i'm going to be doing this show from bermuda that is for sure but i want to kick it to johnny crypto because this is very positive news and we know that, but we have so much bearish sentiment around the market today. We're about to cover an article that shows 75% of crypto hedge funds are anticipating Bitcoin being over 50,000 by November of this year. So institutions are bullish, retail is bullish, and this seems like an ideal to build your portfolio, Johnny. What are you up to in the market today? And what does this news indicate to you about where this market's going in the years to come? It indicates to me how far ahead of the curve we are. We've been saying this on this show forever, that once regulation comes, all the institutional money will flood into these. The gates will open. It'll flood into it. And everybody here is going to get to ride that ride that tsunami. I, mean, I don't know what more to tell you. This is exact. This is just validation of this show. <laughs> That's what we've been saying here. So for me, it's encouraging. I love seeing it. And I think you're going to see more and more of stuff we've been saying on this show is going to start to happen over the next few years because we're ahead of it. And we know it has to happen for adoption to come. And you're starting to see the pieces come in place. And regulation is absolutely one of the biggest pieces that needs to happen for this market to really become a true. This, Let's face it. This is a speculative market right now. There's no monster money into this. Any, 401ks drive a huge portion of the market. Is anyone's 401k in Bitcoin right now? No, absolutely not. It can't be because it's not regulated. They're not allowed to yet. So again, I think this is just the beginning of something bigger to come. 100% Johnny Crypto. And I think you're getting some text messages right now, but we got some very important updates. I want to kick it to the node defender here. Mario. We know the institutions are bullish and we know retail is ready to start entering this market, but we had Elon Musk tweet out, I'm bullish on Bitcoin and bearish on your outfit, Anthony Pompliano. How do you feel about Elon Musk being bullish? And Mario, what does it indicate to you that 91% of retail investors plan on buying crypto in the next six months? Well, the, first of all, the, circling back to the article that you had just before, and you don't have to switch it, but the one thing that to answer your question, PayPal was on that list. PayPal was the number one, uh, in volume of purchases. And, and that to me tells me a lot because PayPal is mass mass adopted. It's all over the world. People are using it on, on a daily basis to purchase, to send money to their friends or to, to transact businesses. Businesses are using it to, to make purchases of inventory, take loans. You know, the list goes on, on and on. So PayPal just recently came out saying that they're allowing the transfer of crypt the cryptocurrencies that they allow on the platform to be transferred out of the platform. And I'm having a hard time concentrating because you guys are laughing. So. Sorry, we no just have breaking news on. coming in the background. Selman G just broke something down important for me. So actually, Mario, don't worry. We're going to start with you with this next article, but there's a reason we're going to kick it right past that tweet and into our next article, which is Coinbase lays off 18% of its workforce as executives prepare for a recession and a crypto winter. Coinbase is going to be laying off over 1,100 employees Starting today, this announcement just came out, it, it, and, and their statement here is what really makes me nervous. It says, we appear to be entering a recession after a 10-year economic boom. A recession could lead to another crypto winter, and that could last for an extended period of time. Typically during these crypto winters, trading significantly declines, and we always plan for the worst so we can operate the business through any environment. Coinbase's public stock is down 79% on the year and 85% down from its all-time high. 
we always talk about crypto volatility, but Bitcoin is only down 53% on the year. So some of these mainstream tech stocks are really taking a hit. I think we should start with Johnny Crypto. Johnny Crypto, Coinbase in January said that they were going to be hiring 2,000 new employees to deal with all this new market liquidity that's coming in. Now they're stating they're going to be laying off 1,100 of their 5,000 employees what does that indicate to you? And we have 271 live listeners. While Johnny Crypto breaks down this article, show us some love and smash that like button. We are the most consistent group in the crypto space, and we're going to continue bringing you the most relevant and impactful crypto-related topics. But Johnny Crypto, the floor is yours. Well, first of all, I want to throw a shout out to our girl out there, Dames on the Blockchain. They're from the uh, the CU Underground community that we hooked up with last week. So, uh Shout out to our girl, Dames on the Blockchain out there. Um, in terms of the uh, layoffs, I hate to tell you this, Abs, and everybody, but this is just the beginning. And this isn't going to be just crypto-focused. Um, this is going to be, you're going to see worldwide businesses and layoffs coming like probably you've never seen before over the next year or two because we got a recession coming they typically last anywhere from six months to 18 and i'm not an economist so i'm probably not the right all i can tell you is probably six to 18 months is typical recession times and typically during those times you're gonna you're gonna see layoffs and a lot of industries are gonna feel it now crypto is gonna feel it big time because we had a shit ton of money that came into it and now we just had a shit ton of money come out of it but innovation is still gonna happen behind the scenes so what I think you're going to see happening is the technology companies, they're going to continue to work behind the scenes. And you probably won't see too many layoffs there. But in the exchange type things, yeah, I mean, you're, you're probably going to see a lot of them take a hit. I think even Crypto.com said they were laying people off, too. So I, I, this is just you're going to start to see this happening. And then it's going to go across multiple industries, layoff after layoff. And it's going to get ugly over the next. Who the hell, I thought I muted this thing. It's going to get ugly over the next. Um six to 18 months in my opinion before it gets better and what timing does that put us at 2024 baby <laughs> when the exactly. next bull run come so i mean the reality is like my account is down i'm in the red everybody's in the red you can't panic at this point i'm not gonna sell i'm not gonna take a big loss i'm just gonna sit i'm gonna dollar cost average for the next two years into things i love i'm gonna double or triple my bags and then i'm gonna sit there in 2024 watch everything go off and then i'm gonna use Merlin to sell all my shit. I ain't going to hold up. Finally, we'll have the app ready to go. We'll have an exit plan in place. We'll dump everything or at least 60% of everything. And, and then we will, um, and then that's when, you know, generational wealth will be made. Exactly. And I'd love to kick it to Selman here. Selman, what's exciting about right now is at least we're ripping the Band-Aid off. We can confirm that we're in a bear market for the S&P. We confirm we're in a bear market for the cryptocurrency markets. And what gets me excited is that at least it's happening, right? What was scary about the bull run is that we never knew when the collapse was going to begin and we never knew when we should be exiting. Well, it's clear that this is a time for accumulation, right? We're definitely not supposed to be exiting the market now. When you look at Bitcoin down 65% from its all-time high, Ethereum just six weeks ago was trading over $3,500. Today, it's $1,100 to buy an Ethereum. So it's great to see that we are getting this bear market over with. But what catches my attention is that earlier this year, Coinbase said it planned to add 2,000 jobs. Now they're going to be laying off 1,100 employees. BlockFi had similar news. I believe Crypto.com is also going to be laying off employees. Johnny Crypto said it himself. This is the beginning of this process. What catches your attention here? And how do you think this market's going to evolve going forward? Are we going to see major players like this continuing to fire employees? Yep, I actually really believe so. I'd like to share my screen and show you something very, very powerful that we did maybe weeks ago. Guys, the official website, 
data uh, by the Fed. And you guys can see the unemployment rate. Whenever we, we bottomed and we started the uptrend, recession. The gray area is a recession. And guess what? We had a little tiny recession for one or two months um, back in 2020 when the pandemic started, right? Unemployment rate skyrocketed. And then immediately when we, uh, when the you know economy started again, like after lockdown, boom, you see people were employed again. But now it bottomed basically, and we know now there is a recession coming, inflation is high, all of that. Probably we're going to see unemployment rate rising again. And that is a recession. And during these times, we've seen it multiple times. That was always a dip, a crazy pullback basically in the stock market and crypto as well for the last 10 years. Uh, by, by the way, when I say crazy, of course, I mean like, the normal pullbacks you see in a uh, you know bear market for stock market for the stock market in very short term, but yep, historically we've seen that all the time. There is no joking. The Fed controls the money supply, and that's why we know assets are going up or going down because they intervene. And that's why I believe yep, you're going to see so many people are losing their jobs, and Bitcoin is going to go lower, Ethereum is going to go lower, but. This is a perfect indicator for us, and we know we should buy when it's when it hits a top, because we know the market will recover again, and you're gonna get crazy entry points. Yes, and that's what's really exciting about the market today, Mario. I want to kick it to you for some comments here. We have a really interesting tweet. When people talk about the crypto market, they always talk about illicit and nefarious activity. But what's really exciting here is that Blockworks is showing us that only. 0.1 to 0.15% of all the activity going on in crypto today is nefarious or illegal. What does that say to you about the market? And how do you think we're going to continue to evolve? As you can see, this number is decreasing steadily. And I think this market is just going to become more and more legal, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. Um, I could see it. I could see it happening where wallets wallets begin to be uh, having to be, you have to KYC in order to have a wallet. I think ultimately that would be the best way to fight illicit activities within the blockchain. If every single wallet needs to have a KYC procedure for you in order for you to be able to create one, then everybody is off. Uh, you know who, who owns that wallet. So any kind of illicit activity originating from a wallet, you will know where it came from. So, and I think that, I think that people also, people are starting to realize that that's not really what, what the blockchain is used for primarily. There was a lot of, I mean, a couple of years ago, we remember, that uh, in the news, all you'd hear is that crypto is used for illicit activities, uh, the hacks that happen, the hackers are paid in crypto and then Bitcoin. Well, I mean, that's as transparent as it can be. You could just go on the Block Explorer and see what wallet went to. You could trace it 100%. They would have been better off getting paid in cash. It would have been less traceable. So I think people have realized that the blockchain really is way more transparent than what they made it out to be. And um, I really think that it will continue to go down. I think that this is the what this is what the SEC should be concentrating on, is getting rid of these bad players in the crypto space, not really fighting and stifling innovation by going against companies that are actually trying to thrive for innovation, like Ripple and and the list goes on. So this is what the SEC should be concentrating on: is these kind of things and how to regulate the space in a positive way that it protects investors from the bad players. And we had an interesting conversation on our Twitter spaces last night, Mario, where we had a new player in the market. Somebody brand new to crypto asks us, what are your thoughts on XRP and Ethereum? And what I told them about Ethereum is that Ethereum is going to be one of the most prominent cryptos 
because it was chosen to be, right? We have JP Morgan, Simpson and Thatcher, and One River all being a part of the Ethereum Alliance and publicly promoting the Ethereum network to get as much utility and as much use case evolved in that ecosystem. And I think we're only going to see more and more of that going forward. But we have a fascinating video for you guys. Selman G brought up something very important, which is we are getting exposed to once-in-a-lifetime buying opportunities right now. And before we know it, they may be gone. And that's exactly what our next video is about. As Mike Novengratz says that he purchased large quantities of Bitcoin and Ethereum at these levels, and he's calling for 20,000 to be our bottom. We're going to let this clip play. And then we'll start off with comments from Johnny Crypto. Here we go. Listen, Bitcoin will lead the markets back out of this, this Fed tightening. The moment the Fed flinches, the moment, you know, Powell pauses because the economy is really starting to roll over, you're going to see Bitcoin explode north. Um, it was interesting. I watched the interview with Sam Druckenmiller who talked about. So I think that's the first one I want to talk about right there. It says once this market is ready to explode, Bitcoin is going to lead that explosion, right? So once the interest rates and the Fed decides that they want to start funding and putting money back into the economy because it's slowed down so much, Bitcoin is going to have this massive price appreciation as well as Ethereum. That's what Mike Novengratz is betting on. Johnny Crypto, really quickly, what catches your attention about this clip? And is this worth noting? Are these ideal buying opportunities like Mike Novengratz is stating here? I, I actually 100% agree with Mike. I think that at the end of the day, what, what I'm starting to learn in, in all these markets is that the bottom line is the crypt, these these market pumps, whether it's stock market or crypto, always tend to happen when the when the Fed turns on QE. So quantum easing. When quantum easing, and it's probably like, yeah, you're right, Johnny, that makes sense. Yeah, but I, I guess I never thought about it that way. People don't always think about it that way. But the reality is, as you think more about it, um, when the Fed turns the spigot on, everything grows. And then when they shrink it, everything comes back down. And that's really what I think we're going to see right now, this freaking guy. But anyway, uh, no, whatever. I don't Johnny Crypto. Johnny Crypto, don't get your feelings hurt, man. It's all love and support on this channel. And you know everyone here has got your back. We got 260 live listeners out there. Show us some love and smash that like button while we play this clip from Mike Novengratz showing you why right now may be the opportunity of a lifetime for people just like us. Established Bitcoin as a macro asset. You know, it was supposed to sell off this year, given that it went up because the Fed was full of easy money, and and Powell decided he was going to look more like Volcker this year. And, and as long as the Fed is hawkish, it's hard for any risk asset to do really well. Boom. That really speaks for itself. We'll kick it to Selman here first. Selman, you're obviously not a U.S. citizen, but it seems like crypto is growing way faster outside of our borders. Speak to that a little bit here. And what do you think about what Mike Novengratz had to say about Bitcoin leading this market when we are in an economic growth period? Yep. I mean, that's my man. He already brought it up. Quantum easing was one of the things, right? They printed money that led to that bull run. And now these all these risky assets, of course, are way more volatile than the other stocks. Um, with rate hikes, unfortunately, we might see lower lows for many. But guys, here is the deal. Um, I believe Bitcoin is the asset class that's going to, in the long run, still going to make way more profits, bring in way more gains than other asset class out there, right? So, and, and that's why I truly believe he's right. Bitcoin um, is, a, you know, buying Bitcoin right now at these levels, dollar cost averaging down, uh, all the way down to 7K, who knows, is like just it makes so much sense and another thing is don't forget that buying bitcoin in a bear market can be a smart a smart move as well because the bitcoin dominance is going up and when the dominance goes up you know 
that when the bull run starts, Bitcoin will be the first that pumps because money goes into Bitcoin first and then it will slowly go into altcoins. That's why, you know, it makes sense to buy a little bit of Bitcoin and then moving, you know, once you really believe, okay, the bull run is coming, we feel it, you might want to, you know, um, sell your Bitcoin and go into altcoins or you're like me, go all in into altcoins no matter what, because I believe, you know, you're going to make way more returns with altcoins. But like, Bitcoin is, of course, you know, the less volatile in this market. You see all these altcoins and XRP, by the way, XRP is holding 30 cents level really, really uh, strong, whereas the others are pretty much giving up. But like Bitcoin in general is less volatile um, than the other cryptocurrencies. That's why it makes sense to have it. If you don't want to expose yourself to high risk, Bitcoin might be the solution if you're investing in cryptocurrencies. Exactly. And we had a comment here that said, this is the Bitcoin and ETH show. You're kind of right. I mean, today we were tons of Bitcoin, tons of Ethereum material, but we are all over the market. We hold tons of projects, Algorand, Cosmos, AVAX, Quant, XLM, HBAR. The list goes on and on. We are not Bitcoin and Ethereum maxis. We just understand that that's what's pushing the market right now. And I think that's what the hedge funds understand. We are going to show you guys some very important updates from the hedge funds. As a survey shows, the majority of crypto hedge fund managers predict that Bitcoin could reach 100,000 by the end of 2022. So let's break this down from a fundamental level. A survey conducted in April across 77 specialists in the crypto hedge fund manager space gave their price predictions for Bitcoin by the end of 2022. We gave crypto hedge fund managers the opportunity to contribute their estimates on where the price of Bitcoin will be by December 1st of 2022. While the overall crypto market sentiment was quite bearish, managers remained extremely bullish on Bitcoin. The majority of predictions were between seventy-five dollars and the $100,000 range with 42% of participants predicting that we get above $75,000 by the end of this year. And 77% of participants saw a $50,000 plus Bitcoin by the end of 2022. So this is very different from a lot of the news we've been covering earlier in this episode. I do want to kick it to Johnny Crypto, and then we will get into some Ripple XRP news, but we are seeing hedge fund managers more bullish than ever, Johnny Crypto, even though retail is more scared than ever. So what does that indicate to you? And is it possible that we are going to be seeing some of these price targets by the end of this year? You know, that's a hard thing to say because, you, you know, the market, the 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 institutions are always going to do the opposite of what retail thinks. So maybe there's some truth here, right? Although usually the institutions won't say it or talk about it. So the fact that they're saying it doesn't sit well with me. I wish they weren't saying it. Um, it's it's the retail that, you know, obviously is starting to feel the pain and the fear right now. And so I think as retail starts to think we're going to go to 10, the sentiment behind the scenes will start to change to go the other direction. But the fact that they're saying it, that doesn't sit very well with me. I, I don't I don't like that. If they're saying it, then they're still trying to give you some false hope. So I don't know if this yeah. is happening behind the scene. I don't know. Hard to say. I, I can't. My gut is telling me something's not right here. Yep. And what's interesting is that they interviewed 77 hedge fund managers, crypto hedge fund managers to be specific. And of those 77, they had 4.1 billion in assets under management. So these are huge players in the market. But Selman, what catches your attention here? First of all, in the crypto space, guys, just because the market cap is at, let's say, one trillion doesn't mean there is a liquidity of one trillion dollars. The liquidity um, in the market is pretty much like uh, in comparison, very low. So if a big guy, a big hedge fund wants to sell out, wants to dump its like whole back, 
they, they could cause a massive dump in the market. What they do is they need extra liquidity. So the, excuse my language, the dump money, you and me, not us, the, uh, not the warrior uh, warriors here, but like, unfortunately, retail investors who really believe in what the uh, experts say, the so-called experts, um, they are buying in. They're buying and they become the li exit liquidity for them because they need to sell um, in portions. So that's one thing. On the other hand, there is a little bit of truth, to be honest. But as always, we never say Bitcoin is going to do that. Bitcoin is going to go up or down. We always say, hey, if these circumstances happen, then we could go up. If this happens, we can go down and you decide, you design your own strategy. How is it possible? Like, how can Bitcoin go up to 75K? There's only one explanation for that right now. Justin Bieber has to officially say, I'm kidding. Uh, but <laughs> what's very important now is if the Fed says, hey, we can't control it. We're going to print more money. Then all the assets will go up again because people will believe, oh, God, inflation is going to be a huge thing. We're going to have inflation rates like in Turkey where stuff official um, official inflation is 60 percent. But every price is like goods and services are up 500 percent. Right. So people are going to be so scared that they have no choice but to invest in assets. Right. They can't huddle dollars anymore. They need to invest it. They won't put it in a savings account anymore. And that's only going to happen probably if they still keep printing money. I don't I don't know if they're going to print money. I feel like they're going to do these rate hikes. But, you know, some people believe, nope, it's all part of the agenda. So it's a little conspiracy here. Uh, but I would say if they if they don't do these rate hikes, if they really want to print more money, then you're going to see 75,000 Bitcoin. If not, if they go aggressively to uh, lower inflation, then Bitcoin is going to go lower. Spot on, Selman. And what gets me excited about this article is that they say institutions are going to be entering this market starting in 2023. And that's something we say on this channel on a daily basis. It says that with the coming in the coming years, there's going to be more crypto focused hedge funds as well as traditional hedge funds entering the crypto space. The survey found that 38% of traditional hedge funds are currently participating in digital assets, which is up from 21% last year. The number of specialists in the crypto hedge fund space is now going to be above 300 globally. Let's kick it to the node defender here. Mario, we always talk about 2023 being the year of institutional adoption. PWC seems to agree. Bank of America seems to agree. What are some of your thoughts, Mario? Um, I'm thinking so, so often we find ourselves trying to time or, or, short term, like we're trying to time what's Bitcoin price going to be in the next six months or what's Bitcoin price going to be in the next year. It's just so much easier if we zoom out and we say, what's what's the price going to be in the next two to three years or even three to five years? I think that that's a much better approach. It's much much healthier for your mind, much, much healthier for your, your investment thesis, because trying to time or trying to, to, to predict what the price of Bitcoin is going to be at the end of this year with all this uncertainty we have globally with all with all that's going on with the economy, it's going to be so difficult. I think it's 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 much better for, for, for an investor to just take a step back, take a longer approach. If you have money that you're willing to put into the market to invest, do your dollar cost averaging in whenever prices are down. Just sit back and relax. Don't check your portfolio on a daily basis because that's just not healthy. You're not going to see, I mean, unless we're in a bull market, you're not going to see crazy returns on a daily basis over a 24-hour period. And just look at it from a long-term perspective. 
I really think that, and that's something I'm working on myself as well. So I'm preaching to myself here, just taking a long, long-term approach. I don't really want to make predictions. I don't, if I have, if I was to go with my gut, yeah, I, I agree with Johnny. I don't really think we'll see 50K Bitcoin at the end of this year, just because of everything that's happening. Unless quantitative easing somehow returns towards the end of the year, which I don't think will happen. But um, but yeah, just long-term approach. Uh, we all know what the market is going to be or the direction that the market is going to take. And if we look at the charts over the last 10 years, we can see the way that this market has just been on a continuous bull run. We've really not had a bear market if you really look at a 10-year uh, span on the charts. Yes. And what's interesting about this is that these people are supposed to be experts in the crypto space, yet they're predicting extremely high price targets for Bitcoin. We got experts like Selman G calling for 17,000 while we have the hedge fund managers calling for 50 to $75,000. I want to reiterate over 77% of the participants surveyed thought that Bitcoin was going to be above $50,000 by the end of this year. So I think it's very important to note, we are going to shift gears here and get into some Ripple XRP talk. And that wouldn't be Ripple XRP talk, if we didn't bring up the SEC. So we got 238 live listeners. Show us some love and smash that like button. We have some breaking news. The SEC sent letters to several crypto exchanges inquiring about the lack of insider trading safeguards. They're basically alleging that a lot of people within these companies have access to information that we don't, and they've been capitalizing on that within the crypto market. So what's so interesting about this news is that Ripple's console slams the SEC for trying to bulldoze and bankrupt crypto. This is mainly happening within the United States border. And Ripple said the SEC intends to bully, bulldoze, and bankrupt crypto innovation in the U.S., all in the name of impermissible expanding its jurisdiction limits. So basically, it wants to control these markets, and that's just getting started. The SEC's assault on crypto in the U.S., it's like a hammer wanting everything to be a nail. The SEC is keeping everything murky so it can argue that everything in crypto is a security. Right now, they're actually in a lawsuit with Ripple Labs, which allegedly sold unregistered securities during its funding round in 2013. We saw very similar actions from Bitcoin and Ethereum in the past, and that led to Ripple executives believing what they were doing was legal behavior. What's so important to note is that SEC official William Hinman gave a speech regarding Ethereum, calling it a currency and not a security, and that allowed Ripple officials to operate under those same guidelines. So for example, Ripple a cryptocurrency that exists on an open, permissionless, decentralized blockchain ledger was a commodity or virtual currency and certainly not a security occurring to William Hinman. Let's start off with Selman G. Selman G, what catches your attention here? And let's just talk about the lawsuit as a whole. Will will Ripple win this lawsuit or are we sitting here just waiting for a settlement? Um, I got to be completely honest with you. I'm probably the only XRP guy within the academy who is definitely not paying a single like a little attention on this lawsuit case i'm honest because um it's just for me personally it's just like wasting energy because i know the value of ripple i know the fundamentals and i know that tesla is like went through that and many other uh, big companies and they're crazy look at them now right so i believe even if they have to pay a, a fee like a fine later um, I'm completely okay with that because I know the real value of it and people know it. And the, in the world, guys, the SEC is the only, only ones pretty much causing damage here in this space. Look at the uh, look at other countries. The crypto-friendly countries are like, you can count so many and all of them are like welcoming Ripple. And they're working with Ripple too. And it's just funny to say, that's why I personally, it w- wouldn't be right for me to do a, like a statement because I really don't know much about the details. Because uh, again, 
I believe in fundamentals and Ripple is definitely one of them. And um, that's why Ripple is the XRP is the only cryptocurrency, guys, that I'm definitely not willing to sell, even if I knew right now that it's going to go lower. That's the one where I'm like, lean back and enjoy the show. And what gets me excited, Salman, is that everyone's sitting here worried about regulation, yet Ripple Labs is bullish on regulation, saying they want it, and they're excited to rule, abide by the correct rules and guidelines within this market. And what gets me so excited about not being before regulation is that we are before institutions as well. So there's going to be so much new money flooding into this market. And I think the cryptocurrency market as a whole right now is severely undervalued. In 2017, the total coin market cap at the peak of the bull run was $800 billion. And I continue to reiterate this. Today, we're sitting at $950 billion, only $150 billion more than we were five years ago. So we are severely undervalued. The 200 weekly moving average, we're touching it and we're sitting on it right now. While we have the monthly RSI for Bitcoin lower than it's ever been since 2013. So these are better buying opportunities than 2017, better buying opportunities than 2020. And I think people are going to let them pass them by unless they're watching programs like this and taking advantage of this really, really unique buying opportunity. Let's kick it to the node defender here. Mario, what catches your attention about this article? And it says in order to unlock crypto's true potential, we're going to need some regulation. How do you feel about that? And what's on your mind? Yeah, I think the regulation is absolutely necessary for all the things that I mentioned just before, uh, keeping bad players out of the space. Um, that's going to be one of the biggest the biggest thing for the space because it will it will add credibility. One of the things that a lot of people, a lot of investors don't want to get involved in crypto is because of how much bad stuff they know happens in crypto. So once this regulation comes in and it, it helps the it helps the space in order to filter out those people that are just have those bad intentions. I mean, let's face it, there's always going to be bad actors. Every space is always going to have bad actors. But if regulation comes in and helps the space in order for the space to thrive which is, I think, is much needed in, in, the, uh, in the space, especially the crypto space. And the Ripple, the Ripple lawsuit is just, it's smoke and mirrors. We've, been, we've said this so many times. It's smoke and mirrors. Um, Ripple has not slowed down their, their, their business. They've not really taken a step back. They're not acting in fear. They're, they're more pumped than ever. They continue, to, they continue to drive their business forward. And I really think that this could just be a set in a stone for for a standard in the crypto space, something could come out of this, this lawsuit that could set a standard for the crypto space. And hopefully it's clarity. And that's the one thing Brad Gowlinghouse keeps saying all the time. We want clarity. We hope that this lawsuit with Ripple brings out the clarity that the space needs. Yeah, but Johnny, uh, Johnny Epps, I wanted to tell you something. Um, I also believe that, you know, JV posted something yesterday. And I really, really like it. He said like, the way he invests in, in projects, he said he focused on leadership teams and focus on, you know, the CEO and et cetera, right? You see Brett Garlinghouse, very chill, especially these days. I see him more often on like um, e events and like, I don't know, it's, is it like a basketball event? I don't know. He's everywhere. Like weird. My algorithm is, you know, uh, is full of pushing Brett Garlinghouse nonstop. But what I love is he's so confident talking everywhere, raising awareness of crypto in general. It, he's not saying Ripple is amazing. Ripple is the one and only. He says he loves the crypto space in general. But what I really, really appreciate is the fact that he's so conf so convinced and so comfortably talking about the case as if it's just a random thing. We're going to win it. Very basic. Like he, like you see um, pretty much that he, he has the facts. He has the documents. Everything's ready. They're just waiting. Um, 
for the shit show to end. So um, that's why I truly believe in what's happening behind the scenes. I believe, you know, uh, Ripley is going to might have a chance to win the case, even if not. So what? We know the fundamentals. We know they have close ties to World Economic Forum and many central banks. We know the value of that. And they are going to be the main drivers here in this space. And we know that during the federal bill that was passed, I believe it was in early March, they gave responsibility to the CFTC, not the SEC, for regulating the majority of cryptocurrency. And I think that's what we're going to see play out in the future. Mario brought up something really important, which is that the court battle between Ripple and the SEC is expected to set precedent for the entire cryptocurrency industry, particularly altcoins within following under the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission's guidelines. So we are going to see a lot of these altcoins be labeled as securities, but I don't believe XRP is going to be one of them. We only have about three minutes left in our episode, and I'd love to shift gears here. We are going to show you guys a tweet from Raul Paul indicating why this is one of the most unique buying opportunities we've ever been exposed to in the space. This chart is showing Bitcoin from now all the way back into 2011, and we are in one of the best buying opportunities that we have ever been presented. Selman G, why don't you take us home here? Yep. So, guys, I personally would say um, focus, please focus on this chart, for example. You'll see uh, what we're talking about, right? You see that what's happening in the market, that is part of a of you know, much larger thing. It's We're talking about the global economy. Don't trip by the dip. No financial advice, of course, but if you watched us for the last 57 minutes, you know what we're talking about, right? The fundamentals. We know what the elites are doing. We know what retail investors, unfortunately, are doing. And you don't want to become the common 99%. You want to become the uncommon 1%. And that's why that's why having a game plan, dollar cost averaging on strategic levels, It don't just FOMO in and buy the dip when you see red candles. No, that's like catching a falling knife. Please. Put some money into your exchange, put limit orders, and enjoy the show. That's pretty much it, guys. This is the greatest time in human history, and this is just one of the reasons we always talk about if you're looking to create generational wealth, this is the best time to be alive, and I think it's going to be looked at that in the past as well. We're going to be sitting here in 2040 talking about the shift that took place from fiat to digital assets, and every single person on this stream is going to get to brag about how you were one of the early adopters in this space we lost Billy, we lost Johnny Crypto, and now we've lost Selman G all from the live stream. So I think it's only I'm fitting here, that bro. we close it out here. I want to say thank you to every single one of our guests. Thank you to Selman. Thank you to Billy. Thank you to Johnny. And thank you to the Node Defender for another amazing episode. We got 229 live listeners out there. Show us some love and smash that like button on the way out of here. Tomorrow, we have a very special guest. It will be an XRP-centric episode with the Hawaiian Ape. So please join us for that very special episode. And it's like we always say, Warriors, Rise. Get your shit together, baby. Thank you for joining us today. I'm going to do a Johnny. Let's go. 